0: want to say that because I think a lot of people can be in the situation where they're leaving a place where they knew things were not great. They knew their support was off and they were getting bad advice, but without going through like that cleansing process, what will happen is that we will bring the same adapted defense mechanisms that you had to use in the old environment to the new environment where they will not likely be necessary. Hello! You are listening to your unapologetic career. Being a woman of color faculty in academic medicine who wants to make a real difference with your career can be tough. Listen, these systems are not built for us, but that doesn't mean we can't make them work for us. In each episode, I'll be taking a deep dive into one core growth strategy so you can gain confidence and effectiveness in pursuing the dream career you worked so hard to achieve. All you have to do is tune in to your unapologetic career with me, your host, Kemi Dole, physician, surgeon, researcher, coach, and career strategist for an always authentic, sometimes a little raw, but unapologetically empowering word. I keep it real for you because I want you to win. Are you building the academic career you want or hard at work checking boxes on everyone else's to-do list? A successful career doing the work that you love doesn't mean you have to sacrifice your values, your family, or your joy. Stop trying to be everything to everybody and get to learning the strategies that will 3x your productivity, hone your passions into funded projects, and create the career you work so hard to achieve. If you've been to every career development workshop that sounded great, but didn't actually deal with the kind of institutional pressures you face. If you're working hard, but somehow stuck in inefficiency, putting everyone else's priorities first. If you spent years training and sacrificing to become academic faculty, and here you are still working nights and weekends on the projects that you care most about. I'm here to tell you that you can walk away from this institutional mindset forever and take control of your career with clarity and strategy. Every day, I help women of color faculty in academic medicine, like you, reframe and recreate their academic life so that they can channel their ideas, passions, and skills into grant-funded work with institutional support. That's why this episode is brought to you by Get That Grant, my six-month comprehensive high-performance coaching program for high-achieving women of color faculty in academic medicine who are ready to reclaim career control and secure funding doing the work they love. In Get That Grant, we help you kick imposter syndrome to the curb for good so you lead your career with clarity and confidence. You learn productivity and strategy skills for grants and papers to maximize your chances of success without wasting your time abandoning your passion, or working yourself into the ground. We help you build the foundation for an amazing and fulfilling academic career, changing your life and the lives of everyone your work will touch. Yes, this future is possible for you, and it's waiting on you to take the first step. If you're ready for career success without sacrifice, I encourage you to book a coaching consult call today by visiting kemidoll.com Backslash grant. After you book your call, you will complete an in-depth career foundations assessment, helping you identify the gaps in your foundation that are holding you back from enjoying the career you work so hard to achieve. No more secret worrying that you just don't have what it takes. This career assessment will show you exactly where you need to focus to level up your experience and your impact. Book a coaching consult call today to get your career foundations score visit kemi dole.com backslash grant to book your call. Talk to you soon. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I am your host, Kemi Dole, and I'm here with another listener letter episode. I hope you're all doing well. This is a very interesting one, and I think it'll be a meaty topic. Just so you know, for most of these, I have like these episodes. Okay. This is a little bit under the hood. You know, I think about something I want to share with you all, or I have a coaching experience or a moment where I realize, oh, this is probably something that a lot of people are struggling for. I want to share and think about how to communicate this in a way that can be helpful to a broader audience. And so that requires preparation, you know, Um, and I have a lot of different techniques for getting ideas down because they come at all times, but there's usually some process of getting the idea down, some process of doing some writing around organizing it, you know, into frameworks or ideas or ways that you could kind of use it on repeat, that's a very common goal I have that you probably would notice if you listen to my stuff a lot is like, how can we make this something structured that you all can come back to? So a classic example of that would be the CEO, scientist and worker bee, like didn't start out that way, but just kind of moving into something that's really tangible they can hold on to. So a lot of my episodes are like that. And really designed for you to have some tangible takeaways, something you could even like write somewhere and come back to and repeat. I thought it would be fun for the listener letters to do them more kind of live off the cuff. So this is my disclaimer that I'm literally opening these, reading them, taking out, identifying information, and then just like talking. So um, we'll just see how it goes, right? I don't know what I hope, but I think it's just kind of fun for me. I think from, from a creativity standpoint, it's nice to switch it up yeah, it's kind of exercising two different muscles. And I think we should always be interested in terms of our personal growth and development of shaking things up a bit. And to some extent, it's a little bit more of what live coaching is like. Obviously, it's not coaching because I am just talking in a one-way fashion, which is like the opposite of coaching. But in the sense that, you know, I'm just kind of reading and then telling you what my questions would be and then kind of talking about maybe some different scenarios. So here we go. This listener said, dear Dr. Dole, okay, side note, y'all can call me Kemi. (laughs) Um, Thank you for your podcast. It really speaks to me. I'm so glad. I am a woman of color. I work at a science department at a large R1 university, and I have recently been promoted to associate professor about one year ago. My tenure process was normal, I would say, yet I did not feel supported most of the time and I feel like I got bad career advice most of the time. In short, while I did get tenure, I am not happy where I am and I am ready to move. There are a couple of schools that I would be very interested in joining because I'm familiar with the faculty and there could be the type of support I would need to be unapologetically successful in my career. So here comes my question. How do you, quote, let people know, end quote, in these schools that I'm interested in moving. For example, I know a leader in one of these locations, not super good friends, but they've met before, and I'm not sure how to proceed to get in touch with them and let them know I'd be interested in joining their department. I would love if you could answer this question in the podcast. Thanks for everything, best wishes. Okay, so first of all, I'm gonna give you a... Anonymous name of Chris. So first of all, Chris, thank you so much for writing in. This is a wonderful topic. So I first just want to congratulate you for recognizing that you can be successful and attain like a very important goal at your institution. In your case, tenure, no small feat in a basic science department. Okay? tenure, and still recognize that is not a supportive, nurturing place for you to be. So I just want to highlight that for all of you because it's so easy for us to use the fact that we've been able to reach milestones that are important as a definition that everything is okay. We could have a whole list of things that are really off about where we are, really not supported, hostile environment, all these things, but I did get my K award, so it's okay. Or but I did get R-level funding, so it's okay. Or, but I did get promoted, but in this case, I did get tenure, so it's okay. So first, I just want to shout out to Dr. Chris here for recognizing that she could go through a whole tenure process and be able to successfully navigate it and get through, and that does not mean that she is in an ideal environment. It does not mean that she is supported. And instead, she's relying on her own internal compass, which good for you, that I did not feel supported most of the time and I got bad career advice most of the time. So I feel compelled to make sure that you've listened to the career advice two-part series. I think you probably have, but I'm just gonna feel compelled to say that again. And the reason why is because when you're leaving a place, so you know you're leaving, (laughs) this is clear. When you're leaving a place, And part of the reason why you're leaving is because I did not feel supported and because I got bad advice. I would really encourage you to listen or re-listen to career advice audit part one and part two, because it's not so much as reflecting back on what happened before. I'm not, it's not about living in the past, but it's about making sure that you kind of Go through like a detox, right? Like a clarification for yourself of being able to assess and audit your potential new sources of support and being able to be clear about how you're showing up at the new place so that you can accurately identify your informed believers. That's actually a third podcast, but so that you can do that. And then also, so that you are so clear on the goals of your career and what you're trying to do that you can, regardless of the kind of advice you can get, you can make an independent decision that is best for you. So I just want to say that because I think a lot of people can be in the situation where they're leaving a place where they knew things were not great. They knew um, their support was off and they were getting bad advice. But without going through like that cleansing process, what will happen is that we will bring the same Adapted defense mechanisms that you had to use in the old environment to the new environment where they will not likely be necessary. Now, it's not that they're not necessary because there aren't the same potential. um, You know, I say bad players. I'm not trying to like say people are bad, but I'm just saying like a lot of people haven't done internal work to make themselves like useful and upstanding members of communities. So I'll say that. So, you know, it's not that those people won't exist. It's not that you're not going to have egocentric white men who take up an outsized amount of space and air and create harm everywhere. It's not that you're not going to have people who theoretically on the paper should look like allies and should be in your corner and supporting you, but like essentially, you know, can be some of the people who are most critical and most difficult for you to deal with. So I just want to say like those people exist everywhere. So okay, this is now a fourth podcast episode. That goes back to, you know, is it time to leave your institution? Like those people are everywhere. So because we know that, then it's just the reason why I'm emphasizing so much before we get into like the how is make sure you go through now as you're beginning to look and wanting to reach out, go through that detox process of career advice, of informed believers, et cetera. So that when you reach out, You are reaching out with the viewpoint of the career that you are ready to embark on, the career that you've been wanting to have, the career that you have designed already in your head and are just excited to see come through. You want to reach out like that, looking to the future. In fact, not just looking to the future. Honestly, Dr. Chris, it's like being in the future. That's how you want to reach out so that you're starting from a clean slate for yourself and for your new relationships. And what that slate is, what is that clean slate? Your clarity about the value of your work, the potential of your work, and how you want to take action to realize that potential. So that is so important and way more important than like what email strategy you're going to use, right? Way more important than what words you use to reach out is that internal clarity. So that's the first thing I would say in terms of next steps so after you've done that internal work <laughs> we agree it's critical and very important you know you ask this question how do you let people know in these schools that you're interested in moving now dr chris i just want to offer to you and to the people who are listening this is not actually the question <laughs> how do you let people know that you're interested in moving I, you you know that you know how to do that You connect with people via language, words, in text, or in real time, and you say, I am interested in moving. So you actually know how to let people be interested. So, my question for you, if we were across from each other, would be, what are you trying to avoid? What are you scared of? What fear is happening behind you letting people know that you're interested? You know, a leader in a location that you're interested in. And you said, I'm not sure how to proceed to get in touch with him, with them to let them know I would love to join their department. Well, if you have an email address, you can email them and you can let them know that you're interested in joining their department. If you have a phone number or a colleague at that place, you can reach out and say, I'm interested in joining your department. I'm reaching out to you because I'm wondering, what's the best way to get in touch with your leader? Is it best to call them? Is it best to send an email? How do they like to communicate? These are how questions of which there are many possible scenarios of literally getting in touch with somebody whose name you know, and therefore contact information you can find. And I am pointing this out not to be facetious. I'm pointing this out because I suspect that it's not about the actual tactical, how do I connect with somebody? I think what's really being asked here is how do I present myself as being interested in the department without some issues happening, right? Without some consequences I'm worried about. Potentially one of those consequences you might be worried about is how do I present myself as being available if my department doesn't know yet? How do I deal with the discomfort and the fallout if they find out that I'm looking and I want to leave but I don't have a job yet? How do I position myself well to be interested even if they haven't posted a job and not just get blown off? How do I avoid getting rejected before I've even applied? These are the things that can live under And I don't know that, of course, that's the case for this letter specifically, but for all of you listening, these are the things that can live under these questions, these how questions that have answers. So for everybody, I want everybody to consider and think about and start to check yourself when you're telling yourself, I don't know how to X. I don't know how to why. And especially when it's about another person, I don't know know how to connect with this person. I don't know how to reach out. I don't know how to whatever. That's not actually true. You do literally know how to send an email. You literally know how to get on the phone. You literally know how to find out information. What is the actual question? What is the fear? And I kind of think of it as like, I don't know how to do X without Y. And it's the Y that is the thing that you want to identify. I don't know how to reach out about wanting to be on the job market without my department being mad at me. That's actually the issue. So without specifics, I'll offer a few thoughts. One of which is your department doesn't own you. (laughs) They do not. They do not. And your approach in disclosing that you're on the job market is definitely something that I believe is an area where there's a lot of strategy that can be had. And it definitely comes back to that concept again of informed believers might only be one person who is the one or two people that are where you are, that can help you navigate your way out to clarity that, yes, I am leaving. So those people might connect you to other people. Those people might be putting in a good word for you to open up doors and conversations. You choosing and saying, I want to leave, that is a personal choice. And then you get to disclose when you want to. Okay. So one that's that's important to know. You don't have to announce to people this is happening before you take action. You do have to understand that the moment you talk to somebody else outside of your department, you lose control of where that information goes. And that's not being paranoid. It's like most people are not running back to tell ABC or D or E. It's not about being scared. It's actually just about being clear so you can just let go of the fear. Just know like, okay, I'm now ready. I do want a different position and I'm going to start reaching out and saying, hi, I'd like to set up a meeting. Hi, I'm interested. This is my CV. Would you be open to a conversation about a potential position in your department, even if it might be a year, right? Like, or in 2022 or 2023. I mean, you can open up conversations that aren't like I'm leaving on Tuesday, right? But are, I'm interested in... You know, what's available at this other place, and I'd love to talk to you more about it. I'm kind of lacing in language as I talk, but the point that I'm making is you can reach out simply with your intent in a way of curiosity to discuss with somebody your potential position at their institution. And it's important to realize once you do that, though, you can say, you know, I would like to keep this confidential for now, or I'm not, you know, official with an official job search, but I'm just kind of doing some exploration. I'm just curious. Just understand that you have at that point let go and that's okay. That is okay. I mean, literally. So somebody finds out that you had a conversation about potentially considering another institution. That's okay. You're allowed to consider another institution. And if their reaction is toxic and terrible, it's just more evidence that you need to go. So trying to solidify what I've just said out loud, (laughs) these are the things I would land on. One is that your decision to explore is a personal decision and you do not have to inform anybody before you take action on it. Number two, it is probably helpful for you to have one or two informed believers where you are who can either help connect you depending on how your field works, you know, if it's really, really, really kind of inside baseball type place or can just be a sounding board for you as you're going through the process before you have maybe full disclosure. Number three, when you do reach out, reach out from a place of clarity, of being detoxed from what has happened to you before. So you are reaching out with a clear focus on your, your strengths, your vision, and what you are trying to create. That is how you're reaching out. And that is what you are talking about and discussing with others Four, reach out with curiosity instead of desperation. So you don't have to have a date you're leaving. You don't have, it doesn't have to be, are you hiring today or not? Okay. PSA, don't like that your reach out isn't, hi, are you hiring? Because most people's answer is no. Most places are not on default, are not hiring, and especially not in a pandemic. That doesn't mean you can't get a job, girl. Plenty of people have been hired during the pandemic, but it does mean that you're moving from a place of, hey, I'm curious about what I could do at your institution. It's so exciting because of A, B, C, D, and E. You know, I'm open to a potential move and maybe we could talk about that. So it's not about, is there a job for me to apply for? But it is saying, I want to open a conversation. Who knows where it can go? And when you start to do that with more than one place, you start to actually get information about what your next steps look like, right? Because then they'll talk to you and they'll say, wow, we're not planning on hiring at all, but there's this interdisciplinary mechanism that I heard that's coming out next year that might work, right? Or they might say, oh my gosh, I was literally just about to publish a job announcement and you know you're ready to go. Or they might say, we are not, but based on how you're talking, I don't even know if we're the right fit because you might not have realized that we're about to close this program or you might not have realized this other change is happening, but I am excited about your future like you're talking. These ideas that you're talking about, very exciting. Let me connect you with X person who might be hiring. So all of the next steps come after initiating conversations from a place of curiosity and from a place of clarity about what you want to do in your future. Dr. Chris, I hope that was helpful. I am so excited for you to embark on this journey. There is a lot I talk about about like how we don't wait. We don't wait till promotion. We don't wait till tenure. We don't wait until these things happen to claim our value and to really take action on behalf of ourselves. And at the same time, I want to honor and be excited for you that you are about to embark on this journey post-tenure. You are really in a place where you have so much to offer a place and so little risk. It's like you've demonstrated your value clearly in against odds, under duress. Imagine what you could do supported. It's exciting. It's thrilling. It's the kind of stuff that re-energizes our cup. So tap into that place before you send any email. Tap into that place before you connect with somebody make sure every single time you're always tapped into that place and good luck thank you so much for writing in thank the rest of y'all for listening this has been an episode of listener letters and i want to encourage anybody who listened who also wants a little piece of advice of thought provoking questions to write in to podcast at kdolcoach.com that's podcast at k d o l l c o a c h Dot com, and I just might read your letter aloud on the show. I will make you anonymous like we did today, and I'm excited to see what y'all come up with. All right. Take care, everyone. Bye. Thank you so much for listening with me today. I appreciate your time as I know it's so valuable. I hope this episode was helpful to you and I hope you feel energized to go out and claim your unapologetic career. See you soon.